Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. My name is Ian McLaren and I am your host. This is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Great selection, amazing prices, all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. Today on the podcast, we're going to take a look back at Sunday's disappointing loss to the Philadelphia Flyers, and then check in on Bruins land here on Monday, August 3rd, as well as, like I said, take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL and how the Bruins are stacking up so far in terms of return to play. On Sunday, as we all saw, the Bruins returned to meaningful action against the Philadelphia Flyers. And, uh, yeah, wasn't great. Um, I don't even really know what to say. The Bruins looked pretty good in the first period, but uh, the Flyers were able to withstand... That early charge, uh, Carter Hart stood tall, and the Flyers ended up scoring three goals in the second period, another in the third to take a 4-1 win over the Boston Bruins. The only goal scored for our Bruins came off the stick of Chris Wagner, and when Chris Wagner is your only goal scorer, then you know uh, things have not gone as planned. Sedano Chara, after the game, he said... We all realize we can do better. Certain plays, managing the puck, making better decisions with the puck. It's something we want to improve moving forward. We need to realize that this time, everybody is fresh and feeling good about their game. We just need to play a more simple game. And that certainly was evident for the Bruins all throughout this game. Um, Just not looking very crisp. Not taking advantage of opportunities that came up. The ice was certainly a factor. Uh, You could tell specifically later in periods that, yeah, it just wasn't doing the Bruins any favors. Uh, That's not an excuse. It's something every team is going to have to work through here as we play hockey in August. Uh, Even up here in Canada, it's still pretty warm these days. Sunday was very muggy and very rainy, damp, humid, um, and that certainly had a role to play in the ice conditions. Uh, The puck bounced on... Some good chances for Bergeron and Coyle specifically that I remember. And, um, you know, the fact that this loss came after a similarly disappointing effort against the Columbus Blue Jackets um, it hasn't been very encouraging, to be honest. Um, Bruce Cassidy said parts of it were good. We were willing to compete on pucks. Discipline was pretty good for the most part in terms of staying out of the box. Some details with the puck, turnovers that came back to bite us, lack of a shot mentality, trying to make the extra pass. As I said before, there's a bit of carryover from probably the previous two or three weeks. The Bruins have just been, you know, practicing together, scrimmaging as a team. Um, These games don't carry a huge amount of weight, and there's been a marked difference in the round-robin games compared to the qualifying round games. That intensity isn't there, that urgency isn't there, and the Flyers in this one uh, just were able to take advantage of their opportunities. Halak played well, uh, not good enough, obviously. Um, The goals, the shots that he 
was beaten on were pretty clean, top shelf. Um, could have had them perhaps, but can't really blame him too much. Just needed to make uh, a couple extra saves there. Um, head coach Bruce Cassidy also said, when you've been off for this long, you're not in that keep it simple mode yet. That's what cost the hockey game. It wasn't that we broke down all over the ice. We made some individual mistakes. We're going to have to correct those. Um, I mean, yeah, the good thing is the Bruins aren't in must-win mode. They're not in, you know, if they lose these three games this week, they're not in a situation where they have to win four in a row in order to advance. These games are just for seeding, and it's up in the air who they're going to play in the first round. Seeding might not matter as much, as I've said repeatedly, because of the lack of home ice advantage. And as long as they continue to improve here against the Tampa Bay Lightning on Wednesday and then the Washington Capitals on Sunday. That's really what's most important. Uh, Yaroslav Lack was called into action as Tuka Rask was quote-unquote not feeling well, unfit to play, whatever that means, whether it's illness-related or having to do with his fractured finger that he suffered in Phase 2. Um, Bruce Cassidy said they hope and expect that he'll be ready to go Wednesday against Tampa Bay. Tory Krug, after this one, he said, until you reach that perfect game, you're always striving for it. We have to change some things. We've got to get a little bit greasier, raise our compete level, manage the time and score. Basically, they have to have that mentality that it's playoff hockey right now, and it's just because it doesn't start for them. Um, Series-wise, they have to start building their game in the right way. And if they don't, they'll be showing up to game run in the first series, not feeling comfortable uh, he said, we have some things to pick up and fix, and you can count on this group to do that. The Bruins did outshoot the Flyers 12-6 in the first period. Again, Carter Hart stood tall for the Flyers and really helped keep his team in the game. Not that they were exceptional chances for the Bruins by any means, but, um, you know, Bruce Cassidy, again, in fine form saying we need to make a better friggin play with the puck is what I'm thinking in some of those situations that we're capable of doing that's what needed to be done tonight and we'd probably be out of trouble here I would have probably been a 1-1 game it looked like it towards the end that's about the first period again the message was they need to make better plays with the puck be stronger on the puck take care of the puck show more urgency and that to head coach Bruce Cassidy that to me that to all of us watching that was the key in the game I really thought the kicker was really seeing the Bruins pull within one late in the second period and then seeing them give up uh, the goal eight seconds later and the Flyers rebuilt that two goal lead heading into the third period if the Bruins had been able to keep it at a one goal game heading into the final 20 minutes that would have given them you know, something to build on, but uh, that was very deflating uh, for all of us watching and for the team in that moment, to be sure. I mentioned Halak. Bruce Cassidy said, we need more stops. There were breakdowns. They were all good goals, good shots. 
Did he give us bad goals? No. Did we need a few extra saves? Yes. At the end of the day, there were breakdowns that happened well before the puck came to him. I thought he was fine. If we were going to win, we needed a few extra saves. And again, Bruce said, we hope and expect that Rask will be back in net Wednesday. They'll see how he is here on Monday, and we'll have a better idea how he's feeling and go from there. He's obviously an important part of the team, and Cassidy's understanding was that he is feeling better, but he hasn't um, talked to him on Sunday, so he, he wasn't exactly sure what was going on. Overall, the Bruins outshot the Flyers 35-29. Uh, the Flyers had the edge in face-offs, and um, yeah, takeaways was a big thing. Bruins turning over the puck and allowing them to transition into the uh, Bruins zone and, and capitalize on those goals. That was the big. Uh, that was the big difference in this one. Before we move on to talking about practice on Monday and some updates from Bruins practice here following that loss to the Flyers. Before we move on, let's talk for a moment about rockauto.com. They're a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts from literally hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily drive, Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specs, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, their prices are always reliably low and the same for pros as well as DIYers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now the other big news for the Bruins over the weekend was the long-awaited arrival of Andre Kasha to the bubble. Uh, as we all know, he had been MIA throughout Phase 3, and stuck in quarantine for unknown reasons. And he arrived in the bubble, I believe, on Friday. Didn't really go into too much detail on why it was that his arrival at training camp was delayed and why he was late to coming to Toronto as well. He said he respects the questions, but preferred not to get specifics in the process. Um Kasha fulfilled his quarantine in Boston prior to his departure, so he was not therefore required to quarantine in Toronto upon his arrival. Uh, he skated uh, with a second group over the weekend, did not play in um, Sunday's game against the Philadelphia Flyers, and now it remains to be seen where exactly he will fit into the lineup. He himself said he thinks he can get back up to speed pretty quick, but obviously he's a few steps behind after not playing much with the Bruins prior to the break, only appearing in six games and again, not getting any reps with the team in training camp or exhibition action or in the first round Robin game. 
It's assumed that he would have filled the spot on the right side along with Jake DeBrusque and David Krejci. Jack Stanika has filled in that spot very admirably so far for a 21-year-old rookie. He looked really good in Sunday's game against the Flyers um, at both ends of the ice, really. He had one very impressive back check at one point. However, you know, it remains to be seen if Bruce Cassidy will stick with the rookie at that spot or defer to a more experienced lineup when uh, Kasha is up to speed. Cassidy said of Kasha, he gets on pucks. He's a good four checker. He's good at being the first guy, but Jake's got good speed too. So if he ends up with Krejci, David can kind of be the high guy and read off those two. And he certainly brought that in relation to Kasha. Willingness to shoot the puck. He went to the net. The offensive numbers weren't there. He only had one assist in those six games that he played in prior to the pause. And so Cassidy said he's not sure where they were for the line in general. But he's not going to put that all on Kasha. DeBrusque was in and out of that spot as well. Um, But... You know, he is relatively young, should have his legs under him, and just needs to get the reps, timing, and execution, and used to the physical part of the game before he's able to jump in. So yesterday's Flyers game, we know that it was uh, the top line, as always, Marshan Bergeron, Pasternak. But now with Kasha set to return to the lineup, Nick Ritchie is finally skating and seems able to play Sometime soon, there's questions as to where those two ducks fit in and who, as a result, is bumped out of the lineup. If you think Kasha deserves a spot on the second line, does that bump Stanika down to the third line? And what's the trickle effect there? Where do Kuhlman and Bjork fit in? Where does Richie fit in along that? Do you mess with the fourth line that Cassidy seems to really love of Nordstrom, Corrali, and Wagner? the only line that got a goal on Sunday. Um, Have Bjork and Kuhlman shown enough in Phase 3 and early on in these return-to-play games to warrant a roster spot over either Richie or Kasha, or do you go for a speed-skilled fourth line with Corrali, Bjork, and Kuhlman with, say, Richie, Coyle, Stanika, DeBrus, Krejci, Kasha? I would love to see that kind of lineup for once at least just to see what that looks like. But I feel like Cassidy would be reluctant to take Nordstrom out of the lineup because of his penalty kill skills and uh, that aggressive forecheck that the fourth line can bring to the table. So there's a lot of questions there. I I don't have all the answers at this point. Um, Bruce Cassidy is going to certainly have his work cut out for him, evaluating these players, kind of getting a feel for where Kasha is in his game and whether Jack Stanika has shown enough to be a permanent fixture in the lineup for these round-robin games and for the playoffs. Now, obviously, injuries could pop up and all of this is contingent on full health. That's why there are extra players in the bubble there's still Trent Frederick, Zach Sinishin waiting in the wings as well as part of that secondary group. Uh, but the main group is reserved for guys who are uh, going to be in the lineup. And so we'll see again what uh, practice looks like here on Monday and 
what the outlook might be for Thursday, sorry, Wednesday in advance of the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And again, hopefully Rask is a participating member in practice as well. So he can get on track to start that game uh, against Tampa, which after the loss to Philadelphia will uh, not be without meaning. Apologies as well for any crackling that took place in the opening segment. My mic was being a bit of a butt for some reason. Uh, Now let's look at some news and notes from around the NHL just to recap what was a pretty wild weekend. Uh, You know, highlighted by Nazem Kadri scoring with 0.1 seconds remaining to beat the Blues, which you love to see. There were some surprises all over the board in terms of results over the weekend. Columbus beating Toronto. Montreal beating... Uh, the Penguins in their first game, the Wild beating the Canucks, and obviously the Bruins losing to the um, Flyers as well. Coyotes beat the Predators. A lot of the lower seeds uh, getting the leg up in terms of advantage in the opening round. The first team to win in a best three out of five typically goes on to win like something like 85% of the time. As it pertains to our Bruins, Tampa Bay Lightning captain Steven Stamkos remains questionable for Monday's game against the Washington Capitals. It's their first round-robin action. Uh, He's dealing with a lower body injury suffered during Phase 2, and that could affect, uh, obviously, his availability for Wednesday's game, which would be, obviously, to Boston's advantage if he were to um, not be in the lineup. Saturday hockey brought the return of headlines during the second intermission of Hockey Night in Canada, which is always a great segment with uh, Elliot Friedman and Chris Johnston, who are two of the best up here, two of the best in the business. And there was a note on Joe Thornton, who, as we all know, was at least theoretically close to being traded to the Bruins prior to the trade deadline. I, I still wish that it had happened. And Friedman reported... Joe Thornton could play some games in Switzerland this fall before returning to the San Jose Sharks. We know next season probably isn't likely to start until December or the new year. Freeman said every August he goes to Switzerland, and we know the Sharks won't be playing until December. The NHL and the NHLPA have allowed players to sign overseas with clauses to come back at that point. Does Thornton sign overseas in Switzerland to play and be ready in better shape? to return for his 23rd season. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's guaranteed that he would return to um, the Sharks, but perhaps he will explore other opportunities as well. He's 41, unrestricted free agent. He has expressed interest in continuing his NHL career. If he were to return to the Sharks, it would be a one-year bonus-heavy deal as they are pressed for cap space. Um, So... Yeah, it it would be good for him to get those extra reps, seeing as it will be almost, what, uh, nine months or something before the Sharks are back in action. You know what? I believe that's all for today's episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. It's a holiday Monday up here in Ontario, so just kind of taking it easy, getting ready for some hockey to begin here shortly. Thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate the support. And uh, just continued positive feedback and all those who subscribe and listen, even on a semi-regular basis. 
Uh, I might be jumping on hot mic again for Wednesday's game or Sunday's game, so stay tuned for details about that. Do check out the Locked On NHL podcast as well for some great content over there. And uh, yeah, I hope you all have a great rest of your Monday. Enjoy the games today, and we'll be back tomorrow with some updates uh, from Bruins practice here on Monday, and uh, maybe take a look at some early playoff power rankings after everyone will have seen some action already by that time. So yeah, take care, friends. Have a great Monday. Peace.